All right, amen, guys. Um, hey, listen, you're going to need a couple of things this morning. It is uh, it's November, and so we're starting a brand new series. Uh, this entire month, we're going to be focused on gratitude. Um, specifically, we're going to be talking about how to practice gratitude and why it's important and what it does for us and uh, why it matters. And so um, I, I think you're going to find this pretty fascinating, um, some pretty huge effects um, when we're, we're grateful and we, we practice this stuff. Um, but I do need a couple favors from you. Number one, uh, if you've got a Bible, I would love for you to open it up to the book of uh, 1 Thessalonians. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 this morning. Uh, I'm going to start in verse 16. The second thing you could do is if you have a bulletin, um, when you came in, um, maybe we're a little low on our greeters this morning. I know we got some people out sick, uh, but one of these bad boys on the inside, we've got some fill-in-the-blank sermon notes. If you didn't grab that, we also have digital notes, which are really cool because if you also didn't have a Bible, we have hyperlinks to all the scripture. And um, just open up that camera app, point it to QR code, click on that link. And um, man, our digital notes are pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. I'm I'm going to pray for our time in God's Word, and then we're going to jump in together. Father, um, we ask right now for wisdom. Holy Spirit, come and take your place in our pulpit. Uh, man, lift up Jesus in our midst. Let, it, let us see him clearly. Um, let us understand why gratitude is so important for us and, and, and what the effects are when we're practicing it, God. Um, just, just let us see your kingdom clearly. Let us see our hearts clearly. Let us see our minds clearly and, and who you want us to be and, and why you want us to change. And we ask that in your holy, powerful, and precious name. Uh, amen, amen, amen. Um, so I want to start with this. Uh, if you are killing it this morning, uh, spiritually speaking, if you are, man, you're, you're just killing it, this message may not be for you, okay? Uh, but if you are ever on the Christian struggle bus, uh, this is for us, okay? If that's you, if you ever struggle to live out your faith, to do it well, if you ever feel like, man, there's got to be more to following Jesus than how I feel, than what I'm experiencing, then I think this series has a lot to say uh, for you, and it's all kind of wrapped around and encapsulated really with three verses in the Bible that fit on one screen. And here they are, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, and the Word of God says this, Rejoice always, pray constantly, Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. By the way, pro tip, if you are ever reading the Bible and it says this is God's will for you, you should probably pay attention. Right? Just saying. Like, if you ever want to be on track with where God wants you to be, you want to be doing the things that he's calling you to be, anytime it's like, this is God's will for you, like, there should be like flashing signs being like, stop. Right here, pay attention, this is really important. And so what we're going to talk about this month is really the will of God for our lives, and, and this is a huge part of it, this thing called gratitude. And, and so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I, I, I want to share three things with you this morning, and, and here's the first. Uh, I want you to understand that gratitude, that's why it's important, gratitude reminds us of God's sovereignty. Gratitude reminds us of God's sovereignty. Um, that is a big word. I'm aware that's a big word. That's okay. Once you fill in that blank, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what that big word is. So gratitude reminds us of God's sovereignty. And, and when you hear that word in church, here is what we mean by that. This is like a basic working definition of sovereignty. It means that God's all-powerful rule over all things. That's what, that's what God's sovereignty refers to. God's all-powerful rule over all things. And the Bible's really clear in this. Uh, in the beginning, there was God, and there was nothing else. 
Nothing else. And, and God made the heavens and the earth, and, and he spoke everything that we know in, into being. The Bible says he made us out of, of the dust, and, and that he, he breathed life into our lungs. He is the creator. And because God made it all, not only did he make it all, but he rules over everything that he made. He's got the right to do so as creator. And so our creator God, at some point in history, decided to reveal himself again to mankind, right? Mankind was meant to be with God forever in the garden. Things were perfect. We rebelled. Uh, we were cast out of God's presence. And, and God launched this great rescue plan, uh, which would cost him the life of his one and only son, Jesus. And, and, and this God uh, chose after we're separated because of our sin, chose to pursue humanity and to reveal himself to us in his word. Now that word is the same word that brought life, that made something out of nothing. We have that word today, and, and that word is, is for us, right? And, and so, so God has, he made it all, and, and he has the right to rule over all of it. And so when we talk about God's sovereignty, that's exactly what we're saying. So what I'm telling you this morning is that practicing gratitude helps remind you about all that. It helps remind you about all that. And sovereignty, uh, it, God reigning over everything, and, and God working it all for good, uh, working it all towards redemption, that's, that's what King David had in mind. In Psalm 139, David is reflecting on the sovereignty of God. And this is what he says. He says, your eyes saw me when I was formless. Right? In all of my days were written in your book, and they were planned before a single one of them began. And this is pretty important because King David is not just saying that God knew when he would be born and God knew when he would die. King David is saying, No, no, God, you, you knew it all. You, you knew all of my days, every single moment. That, that means that, that God, uh, you knew uh, what my greatest victories would be, and you had a plan on how to use them. You, you knew about Goliath, and you knew how to use that for your glory, but you also knew what my greatest failures would be, like Bathsheba. And you knew how you would use those for your glory and for your redemptive plan and efforts. And that's not to say that God caused David to sin because the Bible says that God can't even tempt us. He's good. He can't even tempt us. It's to say that God is eternal. It means that he always, always exists at all times, in the past, in the present, and in the future, all at one time. And that God and all that knowledge and all that power is always working everything we will do in life for his redemptive purposes. Wow. And when we practice gratitude, we're reminded of those things. I'm telling you, it's powerful. Now hear me out. That's, it, it's, it's unnatural. Can I just tell you that right now? It's unnatural to be grateful. We're selfish people. Anybody else struggle with that? Anybody? Just me? Just the pastor? We're selfish people, right? I mean, we, it is unnatural to be grateful. It, it, it's especially unnatural to think about the sovereignty of God, right? It, it's not a natural thing to think about God's bigger purposes, but that is why 1 Thessalonians 5.16 uses this word. It says, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything. That's why that word is there. God literally says, if you want to practice gratitude, then you don't just tell me thanks for the good stuff. You don't just tell me thanks for the things that make you smile. I want you to thank me for every single thing you encounter. The good, the bad, the ugly. You're going to talk to me about it. You're going to talk to me about it often. And here's why it is going to remind you that I am bigger than all of that. 
Man, anybody need a big God in their life right now? Right? And man, when we practice gratitude the right way, when we really start to thank God for everything, we cannot help but be drawn into His bigger cosmic plan and realize that this God who rules over everything and is working all things for redemptive purposes will indeed use this for good too. It's powerful stuff, man. So we start there. Gratitude reminds us of God's sovereignty. Second thing gratitude does, guys, is it improves our relationship with God. Gratitude improves our relationship with God. A little pop quiz in church. Let's do it right now. How many of you could use a little improvement in your relationship with God? Be honest and keep your hands up so other people can see. We're in church. Okay, y'all look around. You're not alone. See, that's why we do this. So you look around, you're like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. By the way, Satan will make you feel like you're alone all the time. He'll make you feel like you're the biggest uh, Christian loser on the face of the planet. You're the only failure there ever was, and God can never use you. And look at all your mistakes. Like, he's really big on that. Um, So guilt is from God. It leads us to repentance. Shame is from the devil. It wants to hold us there in our failures. It wants to tell us that we are what we've done. Uh, God says, no, you are not what you've done. You are in the image of my son. (laughs) Right? And, and, and so listen, gratitude improves our relationship with God. All of you that said uh, that you like to have a better relationship, uh, listen to these uh, three phrases here. I'll put it on the screen again. I'm going to highlight just a different portion. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything. Okay? Always, constantly, in everything. Can I ask you a question? Uh, is that going to take a little bit of time or a lot of time? That's going to take a lot of time. Wait, wait, wait. You, hold up, hold up. Hold up, Pastor, you're telling me that to practice gratitude, I've got to do it always. I've got to be constant in it, and it's got to be in everything. That's, that's a lot. And I'm like, yep, it's a lot. It's going to take a lot of time. It, it is. Am I going to have to use a few words or a lot of words? A lot of words, right? Am I going to have to thank God for a couple of things or a lot of things? A lot of things, right? And so here's what I'm telling you. This is the key. By the way, this is the key to life, okay? Can I just help you out with relationships? If any of you struggle with relationships, I mean from relationships with your employer to relationships with your your pet. I I mean this, right? Okay? So here's the key. You want to have a better relationship with your dog? Ready? Um, Spend time with them and communicate. I'm serious. It's that simple. Oh, good boy. Good boy. Like, spend time. Play fetch. Talk to him. Give him some treat. Like, better relationship. You want to have a better relationship with your boss? Spend time with him and communicate with him. You want to have a better relationship with your spouse? Spend time with him and communicate with him. If you do those two things, it leads to a greater love for one another and a greater understanding of one another. And that's what gratitude does. If we will simply, it's, this is God's will for you. That's what it says. If we will simply go, God, this is your will for me, and I'm, I'm going to be grateful, and I'm not just going to be grateful once in a while, I'm going to be grateful all the time, in everything, constantly, that's what I'm going to do. And if we'll do what God says, man, our love for God is increased because we're talking to him all the time. We're talking to him about everything. There's not a single moment in our life that the enemy has anything to, to try to make us shame because it's all been brought to the light. You guys follow me? Like, like, enemy has no fodder anymore because I've already talked to God about it. Man, I, every single thing in my life I'm bringing before God. I'm talking to Him constantly. So my love and appreciation for God has never been higher. And my understanding 
that God can and will use me in spite of me has never been better. And man, when your love for God is increased like that, and your understanding for God is increased like that, it is powerful. It's powerful. It is the key to any good relationship. Which kind of brings me to the third thing. Gratitude ultimately will help us find rest. (laughs) Gratitude will ultimately help us find rest. The more you realize God loves you, and the more you come to understand the breadth and the depth of his power and his plan, that he's working everything for good, the more you come to understand God loves you, he knows you, he cares about everything you're going through, and he's going to use all of it for his redeeming purposes. Even your worst stuff, he's going to go, got it, nailed to the cross, look at me use it for redemption, got it, let me take your greatest hurt, and I'm going to use it to heal somebody else. He's like, I have got it. And the more we understand that, the more we understand just how much God loves us, and just how powerful he is and how he can redeem even the worst things in our life for good, the more that we grasp those things, the more likely we are to come to him and go, here's those things. Right? The more we likely we are just to come to him and go, here, here, here's all of it. Here, here I am. I'm yours. Have this. Right? And, and, and it's an exchange. And by the way, we shouldn't be shocked by that. That's how we came into the kingdom in the first place. Nobody in this room that's a Christian came into the kingdom by adding Jesus to their life. If you're here and you're a child of God, you didn't just add Jesus to you, you gave yourself to Him. That's how you enter the kingdom of God. You literally say unto God, here's me, I'm a wreck, I'm a mess, I'm a sinner, I know it. I'm ashamed, I'm, I'm, I'm distant, I feel it, I need you, come into my life, here's all my mess, and then we receive from him all his perfection, all his love, all his grace. We become children of God. Literally, he assigns and ascribes unto us all of his righteousness, and now we can stand before a holy God, not because of anything we've done, but because of what Jesus has done for us, because we made the exchange. If that's how we came into the kingdom, can I ask you a question? Then what are we doing now? Why would we think if we have to come into the kingdom through an exchange, why would we think at any point we should stop exchanging? Right? Once and forever, that's a salvation. But now that I am in Christ, this Jesus wants me to come to him. So I, wanna, I, I want you to notice very carefully. I'll put the verse on the screen again. We're just going to keep going back to the verse. I'm going to hammer it home. The verse does not say... Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything. That's, that's, that's not all that it says. It says rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you. Okay, but it doesn't just say that. It goes on, it says rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's not just that it's God's will for you to do it. It's God's will for you to do it in Christ Jesus, in the burden bearer. This is what Jesus says about himself. Matthew 11, that's the greatest invitation of all time. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Practicing gratitude, man, especially in all circumstances, 
We practice gratitude in all circumstances. It aids in that. It aids in exchanging our burdens for the burden of Jesus. Because we come before him and we're like, I, I, yeah, I'm done. And we just, here, here, take it. And he instead, he gives us his burden, which he says is light. And we receive rest for our souls. Is anyone hearing my voice this morning more than a little spiritually tired? Has anyone hearing my voice this morning been carrying a heavy spiritual load? There is rest to be had. But that rest comes through this spiritual practice called gratitude. By the way, if you're wondering, I classify gratitude as a spiritual discipline. Uh, I think most of the time we think of gratitude as an um, emotion. I think that's mo- how most of you classify gratitude. You're like, well, I'm grateful. It's just a feeling you have. Oh, I'm so grateful for my family. Not all the time. Be honest. You're not, you're not grateful for your children all the time. I, I love you. I mean, it's somewhere in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, there's a poster up there that says I'm grateful for my kids all the time. But there are some times that you're like, I want to hurt them. I do. That's how your parents felt about you too. God bless you. Right? It is. It is. I, like, like, gratitude's not a feeling. It, it's, a, it's a discipline. And here's what a spiritual discipline is. It is a habit or a practice that we enter into intentionally in order to become more like Jesus Christ. It's something we do. A couple years ago, I preached on spiritual disciplines, and I titled that series as Habits of Grace. You can go onto our website. We've got an archive of it all. The gist of the series is that historically, there are places throughout the Bible, throughout history, where God has bestowed his grace upon people as they did something that he told them to do. Okay, so he tells them to pray, and, God, and God's people pray, and man, he shows up in a powerful way, right? He tells them to gather together and, and to celebrate his day, and they do, and man, he shows up in power, and their lives are transformed. He tells them to go and to be his witnesses, and that they'll receive power, and they, they obey, and guess what? Bam! There's the best sermon ever preached, and thousands of people come to know the Lord. And, and there are these, these habits uh, throughout the Bible that we find. And, and really, it, what they are is they're just these, these well-manicured places throughout Scripture, throughout history, where God kind of seems to walk these paths. And so a spiritual discipline is kind of like just choosing to lay yourself in one of those paths because you know historically God walks by that path, you know? I think about the people that uh, used to say, uh, like, hey, Jesus is in town. I want to I go lay right there. Like, you know, you, you got somebody that's lame. They're like, hey, take me there. I want to be where he is. And gratitude is one of those spiritual paths that God shows up and he does some amazing things. And when, when I tell you, that gratitude is a place that you can find rest. I don't just, listen, the Bible should be enough. Amen? Bible should be enough. It tells you you'll find rest. Amen? That should be enough for you. But, but just in case you're wondering, uh, the world and science are starting to catch up with this too. That, that, that people that practice gratitude seem to find more rest. And scientists are shocked by it. They don't completely understand. They're trying to wrap their minds around it. One study recently found that people that practice gratitude are able to release toxic emotions and move on to healing at a significantly faster rate than those that don't. Meaning people that are in counseling, that have deep hurts, if they will keep a gratitude journal 
or write letters of gratitude, they're able to release their deep emotions, their, their, their deep hurt, right? Uh, their toxic emotions that some, like, like, like we, guys, we cycle these things. We're hurt, and so we just get caught in those patterns of negativity and hurt, and we just kind of uh, rehash it and rehash it. But people that practice gratitude, they're able to get through that sooner and move on to healing at a significantly greater rate than those that don't. Uh, in 2009, there's a study that found that people that actively practice gratitude sleep better because practicing gratitude activates the hypothalamus gland which regulates your body, especially sleep. It's crazy, right? Rest. That sounds like rest to me. Last one. Recently, another study found that gratitude and anxiety uh, come from the same portion of the brain and that they can't actively coexist in the same moment. Now, I want to explain that. That doesn't mean... Uh, people will say, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that I have, but I suffer from anxiety. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the general feeling of anxiety, nor am I talking about the general feeling of gratitude. I'm talking about the active practice of being grateful, and in that moment that you are actively turning your brain, turning your emotions, and turning your spirit towards the thing that you are grateful for, in those moments... Your brain cannot also be consumed with anxiety in those moments, okay? It's not to say that the anxiety won't come back, but it, it goes back to what did, what did the verse say? Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances, right? So what, what, do, we, what do we do as we kind of enter into this series together? We, we kind of try to uh, digest what we've heard. That's a good... It's a good word. Try to digest what we've heard. Here, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. There's really three things I want you to do this morning. Number one is uh, I want to make sure that you get a um, gratitude journal. Um, so we've done something for you guys. Uh, we, just, we just bought a bunch of these. I mean, a bunch. I, I don't know. I think we ordered like 800 or something. Um, they're, they're not fancy. They're not fancy. They're just a little four by four journal. I think it has, I don't know, uh, 30 pages in it, something like that, 28. I, I, I didn't completely count. Um, but uh, you can write front and back. Um, these are just kind of from us to you. Um, really cute little says gratitude journal. Uh, we got this size because it's kind of cool, guys. can fit in a pocket, right? So right back there with your wallet, you can take it with you wherever you go. It can go in a shirt pocket, whatever, ladies, anything that you have. Uh, go in a purse, kind of whatever. Uh, but it's meant to be kept on you at all times. So number one, before you leave, uh, we want everyone to get one of these, okay? Um, they are at the back um, on the little round tables towards the exit doors or up here on the front by the steps. Um, we want everybody to get one of these, okay? Because our challenge to you, if we're going to talk about gratitude uh, the month of November, is we want you to practice it, okay? Woo, What? I came to church, and you want me to do what you said? Well, that's not what I said. I just want you to do what the Bible says. Um, that's part of it. Don't just be here's the word, but actually do what it says. So we're going to practice it. So we're going to practice gratitude. So that's the first is get a journal. Uh, second, um, I want to challenge you to list five to ten things throughout the day that you are grateful for. Uh, some key words here, throughout the day. Uh, that's, that's pretty important. Uh, it cannot just be a one-time thing. Okay, wake up in the morning, pastor said I had to do it, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for uh, uh, 
uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, I'm thankful. Like, you're not going to write down school, right? Like, yeah, it's not high on your list. But you should, because you're supposed to be thankful in all circumstances, right? All of them. Man, I'm thankful for this class that's kicking my tail right now. I'm thankful for that. Thankful for that teacher that doesn't really teach, but makes me uh, take that test. That's great. Thankful for that. Um, thankful for, you know, I mean it. Thankful. They, in all, so, so list five to ten things throughout the day. So here's my challenge to you. I want you to do it at least three times a day. Would you do it in the morning? I want you to spend some kind of pause, like here's kind of an example, some kind of pause around lunchtime, and then, and then some kind of pause before your head hits the pillow. Three times a day, at the least. At the least, three times a day. And each time, if you'll write down one to three things, if you did three things, uh, three times, that's nine things. That's pretty close to ten. I'm not great at math. It's not far away. All right? So pretty good. So morning, one to, one to three, you can do a little more lunchtime, one to three, whatever. But, but here's, what, here's the challenge. Make sure that you record not just the good, happy stuff. I want you to record that. I mean, whew, had, had a, I'm, I'm looking over here at the chambers. Oh, I had a great little breakfast with Damien before he went to work. Ah, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and Damien's like, yeah, it was. Um, it's good, it's good, okay? That's fine, it's fine. So record that, but also record... Man, at lunchtime, he didn't respond to my text. I'm thankful for this feeling I have right now, Lord. Thankful. When he gets home, he's going to be thankful for it too. No, I'm joking. That's not, that's not the gratitude part. That's not gratitude. You guys follow me, all right? So we're going we're gonna, to, listen, we're going to write down the good and the hard. And the hard. Okay, you had a problem. You had something that occurred. You had something that was difficult. You had something that threw you off course. You had something that changed your day. You had something that made you stress. That is something that God will redeem. But you got to take it to Him. Say, God, I don't know how you're going to use this. I don't know how you're going to use this hurt. I don't know how you're going to use this fear that I have. I don't know how you're going to use this anxiety, but I'm going to talk to you about it right now. So we write it down. The good, the bad, the ugly, three times a day. Are we good so far? Okay, one last thing. This, this is the hard part now. All right? Then you have to talk to God about what you write down. Okay? The point of gratitude is to make your relationship with God better. In the same verse that it says give thanks in all circumstances, it also says pray continuously. All right? So we're actually going to talk to God about what we're thankful for. So we write it down, good, bad, and ugly. And, and why does it matter? Because it matters how we, how we deal and process with life. If I believe that God is good and that God loves me and that God uses all things for good ultimately, that he will redeem even my worst mistakes or even the hardest things that I'm in, then I can release things. I don't have to carry and hang on to things. I can write down all things, talk to God about all things, and hand them off. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go. I don't know if any of you ever ran track. I didn't because my legs are the shortest part of my body. Thanks for laughing. Appreciate it. Still dealing with it, okay? 47 years. They are. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't have to do it in athletics. Athletics, you had to do some things. I don't know if you've ever been to track meets. My kids ran track. If you've ever watched a relay race, you always put your best person, typically your best two, it's at the beginning and at the end of the race. Right? So your fastest person the team usually has at the end of the race. And the third leg, if you're a third leg runner, let me just say this, we love you, okay? If I ever ran track, they would have put me in the third leg. You're not the greatest. You're not the fastest. You're on the team for a reason, okay? Probably because nobody else wanted to run that relay. But you're on there for a reason. 
And if you're that person, and by the way, spiritually, we're all that person. That's us spiritually. And if you're that person, and you get to that handoff, and you are stumbling, and you are struggling, and you are just trying to get the stinking baton handed off, there is no greater feeling than when the last person grabs the baton and you're finally done. You're like, oh, <laughs> his job now. Y'all, that's what gratitude does. It hands that baton, it hands that problem, it hands that praise, it hands it to Jesus, and I'm done. Isn't that good? And he's going to finish it. The Bible promises that, that he'll finish every good work that he started in you. That he'll work all the problems that we have for good. He will finish it. So here's my deal. If gratitude, according to God's word, has the power to absolutely change us, then my challenge to you this month is to get real about it. Don't fake it. Can I love you enough right now to say some of you are going to try to fake it? I'm going to ask you next week. So don't skip church because I'm going to ask you. Come back. But I'm, I'm challenging you. Listen, you can halfway this. That's fine. But you're the one that raised your hand earlier and said that you need to improve your relationship with God. So don't come in here, don't show up every week saying that I want my relationship with God to be better. And literally, the Word of God says, here's God's will for you in Christ. Man, this is it. And, and, and literally, we have a way out of where we are and don't show up saying that you want the way and that you hear about the way and you walk away because it's too much work. Because it's work. You're going to have to seek him out on a regular basis. You're going to have to talk to him about hard things. You're going to have to trust him with problems that are bigger than you. And you're going to have to put in the time. Time and communication improve every relationship. Same is true with your relationship with God, all right? Can I pray for you this morning? Father, um, man, <laughs> this has the potential to unleash some stuff in us, God. If we can learn that gratitude is not a feeling, but it is a spiritual practice, and if we will commit ourselves to that spiritual practice, I believe that there will be massive transformation in our church just by the end of the month. In, in, literally, by the end of the month, in, in less than 30 days, you can do a great work in us. We could enter into the Advent season with our hearts renewed and refreshed and so focused on the birth of your son, God. So Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you right now to bring conviction to our hearts and our minds. I'm going to ask that these journals would not get lost in our hands, but God, that we would make a commitment to participate. For those that are dependent upon those devices in their hands, may they set reminders, may they put them aside, and may they spend the amount of time it will take with you talking through these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.